0: chapter 54 of a popular history of france from the earliest times volume 6 this librivox recording is in the public domain a popular history of france from the earliest times volume 6 by françois guizot translated by robert black chapter 54 louis the 15th the seven years war ministry of the duke of choiseul 1748 to 1774 part 4 the bishop of Kamink, Kreminski, had gone to Versailles to solicit the support of France. The Duke of Choiseul, at first far from zealous in the cause of the Polish insurrection, had nevertheless sent a few troops, who were soon reinforced. The Empress Catherine had responded to the violence of the Confederates of Bar by letting loose upon the Ukraine the hordes of Zaporozhian Cossacks, speedily followed by regular troops. The Poles, often beaten, badly led by chieftains divided amongst themselves, but ever ardent, ever skilful in seizing upon the smallest advantages, were sustained by the pious exhortations of the clergy, who regarded the war as a crusade. They were rejoiced to see a diversion preparing in their favor by the Sultan's armaments. I will raise the Turks against Russia the moment you think proper, was the assurance given to the Duke of Choiseul by the count of vergennes french ambassador at constantinople but i warn you that they will be beaten hostilities broke out on the thirtieth of october seventeen sixty eight a turkish army set out to aid the polish insurrection absorbed by their patriotic passions the catholic confederates summoned the mussulmans to their assistance prince galitzin at the head of a russian force very inferior to the ottoman invaders succeeded in barring their passage the turks fell back invariably beaten by the russian generals catherine at the same time summoned to liberty the oppressed and persecuted greeks she sent a squadron to support the rising which she had been fomenting for some months past after a few brilliant successes her arms were less fortunate at sea than on land a french officer of hungarian origin baron tot sent by the duke of choiseul to help the sublime porte had fortified the straits of the dardanelles the russians were repulsed they withdrew leaving the greeks to the vengeance of their oppressors the efforts which the empress catherine was making in poland against the confederates of bar had slackened her proceedings against turkey she was nevertheless becoming triumphant on the borders of the vistula as well as on the banks of the danube when the far-sighted and bold policy of frederick the second interfered in time to prevent russia from taking possession of poland as well as of the ottoman empire secretly favoring the confederates of bar whom he had but lately encouraged in their uprising and whom he had suffered to make purchases of arms and ammunition in prussia frederick the second had sought in austria a natural ally interested like himself in stopping the advances of russia the emperor maria theresa's husband had died in seventeen sixty four his son joseph the second who succeeded him had conceived for the king of prussia the spontaneous admiration of a young and ardent spirit for the most illustrious man of his times in 1769, a conference which took place at Niza brought the two sovereigns together. Quote, the Emperor is a man eaten up with ambition, wrote Frederick after the interview. He is hatching some great design. At present, restrained as he is by his mother, he is beginning to chafe at the yoke he bears, and as soon as he gets elbow-room he will commence with some startling stroke it was impossible for me to discover whether his views were directed towards the republic of venice towards bavaria towards cilicia or towards lorraine but we may rely upon it that europe will be all on fire the moment he is master a second interview at neustadt in seventeen seventy clinched the relations already contracted at nice common danger brought together old enemies quote, I am not going to have the Russians for neighbors, the Empress Maria Theresa was always repeating. The devastating flood had to be directed, and at the same time stemmed. The feeble goodwill of France and the small body of troops commanded by Dumouriez were still supporting the Polish insurrection, but the Duke of Choiseul had just succumbed to intrigue at home. There was no longer any foreign policy in France. It was without fear of intervention from her that the german powers began to discuss between them the partition of poland she was at the same time suffering disseverment at her own hands through her intestine divisions and the mutual jealousy of her chiefs in warsaw the confederates had attempted to carry off king stanislaus augustus whom they accused of betraying the cause of the fatherland they had declared the throne vacant and took upon themselves to found an hereditary monarchy To this supreme honor every great lord aspired, every small army corps acted individually and without concert with the neighboring leaders. Only a detachment of French, under the orders of Brigadier Choisy, still defended the fort of Krakow. General Suvereau, who was investing it, forced them to capitulate. They obtained all the honors of war, but in vain was the Empress Catherine, urged by d'Alembert and his friends the Philosophers, to restore their freedom to the glorious vanquished she replied to them with pleasantries ere long the fate of poland was about to be decided without the impotent efforts of france in her favor weighing for an instant in the balance the political annihilation of louis the fifteenth in europe had been completed by the dismissal of the duke of choiseul the public conscience is lightened by lights which ability even when triumphant can never altogether obscure the great frederick and the empress catherine have to answer before history for the crime of the partition of poland which they made acceptable to the timorous jealousy of maria theresa and to the youthful ambition of her son as prudent as he was audacious frederick had been for a long time paving the way for the dismemberment of the country he had seemed to protect negotiations for peace with the turks became the pretext for war indemnities poland vanquished divided had to pay the whole of them i shall not enter upon the portion that russia marks out for herself wrote frederick to count Solms, his ambassador at st petersburg i have expressly left all that blank in order that she may settle it according to her interests and her own good pleasure When the negotiations for peace have advanced to a certain stage of consistency it will no longer depend upon the austrians to break them off if we declare our views unanimously as to poland she cannot rely any further upon france which happens to be in such a fearful state of exhaustion that it could not give any help to spain which was on the point of declaring war against england if that war do not take place it must be attributed simply to the smash in the finances of France. I guarantee then to the Russians all that may happen to suit them. They will do as much for me, and supposing that the Austrians should consider their share of Poland too paltry in comparison with ours, and it were desirable to satisfy them, one would only have to offer them that strip of the Venetian dominions which cuts them off from Trieste in order to keep them quiet. Even if they were to turn nasty, i will answer for it with my head that our union with russia once clearly established will tide them over all that we desire they have to do with two powers and they have not a single ally to give them a shoulder frederick said truly his sound and powerful judgment took in the position of europe france exhausted by the lingering decay of her government and in travail with new and confused elements which had as yet no strength but to shatter and destroy spain lured on by france and then abandoned by her england disturbed at home by parliamentary agitation favorably disposed to the court of russia and for a long while allied to frederick sweden and denmark in the throes of serious events there was nothing to oppose the iniquity projected and prepared for with so much art and ability it was in vain that the king of prussia sought to turn into a joke the unscrupulous manoeuvres of his diplomacy when he wrote to d'alembert in january seventeen seventy two i would rather undertake to put the whole history of the jews into madrigals than to cause to be of one mind three sovereigns amongst whom must be numbered two women the undertaking was already accomplished Three months later the first partition of Poland had been settled between Russia, Prussia and Austria, and on the second of September seventeen seventy two the treaty was made known at Warsaw. The manifesto was short. Quote, it is a general rule of policy, Frederick had said, that in default of unanswerable arguments it is better to express one's self laconically and not go beating about the bush. End quote. The care of drawing it up had been entrusted to Prince Kaunitz. It was of importance, said the document, to establish the commonwealth of Poland on a solid basis whilst doing justice to the claims of the three powers for services rendered against the insurrection. The King and the Senate protested. The troops of the Allies surrounded Warsaw, and the Diet, being convoked, ratified by a majority of two voices, the convention presented by the spoilers themselves catherine assigned to herself three thousand square leagues and one million five hundred thousand souls in lithuania and polish livonia austria took possession of two thousand five hundred square leagues and more than two million souls in red russia and the polish palatinates on the left of the vistula the instigator and plotter of the whole business had been the most modest of all The Treaty of Partition brought Prussia only nine hundred square leagues and eight hundred and sixty thousand souls, but he found himself master of Prussian Poland and of a henceforth compact territory. England had opposed in Russia the cession of Danzig to the great Frederick. The ill-temper of France and England at the dismemberment of Poland calls for serious reflections, wrote the King of Prussia on the fifth of August, seventeen seventy-two these two courts are already moving heaven and earth to detach the court of vienna from our system but as the three chief points whence their support should come are altogether to seek in france and there is neither system nor stability nor money there her projects will be given up with the same facility with which they were conceived and broached they appear to me moreover like the projects of the duke of aiguillon ebullitions of french vivacity France did not do anything and could not do anything the king's secret negotiators as well as the minister of foreign affairs had been tricked by the allied powers Quote, oh, if choiseul had been here exclaimed king louis the fifteenth it is said when he heard of the partition of poland the duke of choiseul would no doubt have been more clear-sighted and better informed than the duke of aiguillon but his policy could have done no good frederick the second knew that france plays so small a part in europe he wrote to count solmes that i merely tell you about the impotent efforts of the french ministry's envy just to have a laugh at them and to let you see in what visions the consciousness of its own weaknesses is capable of leading that court to indulge oh where is poland madame du barry had said to count king stanislaus augustus's chargé d'affaires who was trying to interest her in the misfortunes of his country the partition of poland was barely accomplished the confederates of Bar, overwhelmed by the russian troops were still arriving in france to seek refuge there and already king louis the fifteenth for a moment roused by the audacious aggression of the german courts had sunk back into the shameful lethargy of his life when madame louise the pious carmelite of st denis succeeded in awakening in her father's soul a gleam of religious terror the courtiers in charge of the royal pleasures redoubled their efforts to distract the king from thoughts so perilous for their own fortunes louis the fifteenth fluctuating between remorse and depravity ruled by madame du bound hand and foot to the triumvirate of Chancellor Maupiou, Abbe Theret, and the Duke of Aiguillon, who were consuming between them in his name the last remnants of absolute power, fell suddenly ill of smallpox. The princesses, his daughters, had never had that terrible disease, the scourge and terror of all classes of society, yet they bravely shut themselves up with the king, lavishing their attentions upon him to the last gasp. Death, triumphant, had vanquished the favourite. Madame du Berry was sent away as soon as the nature of the malady had declared itself. The king charged his grand almoner to ask pardon of the courtiers for the scandal he had caused them, Kings own no account of their conduct save to God only, he had often repeated to comfort himself for the shame of his life. It is just he whom I fear, said Maria Theresa, pursued by remorse for the partition of Poland louis the fifteenth died on the tenth of may seventeen seventy four in his sixty-fourth year after reigning fifty-nine years despised by the people who had not so long ago given him the name of well-beloved and whose attachment he had worn out by his cold indifference about affairs and the national interests as much as by the irregularities of his life with him died the old french monarchy that proud power which had sometimes ruled europe whilst always holding a great position therein. Henceforth France was marching towards the unknown, tossed about as she was by diverse movements, which were mostly hostile to the old state of things, blindly and confusedly as yet, but under the direction of masters as inexperienced as they were daring, full of frequently noble, though nearly always extravagant and reckless hopes all founded on a thorough reconstruction of the bases of society and of its ancient props far more even than the monarchy at the close of louis the fifteenth reign did religion find itself attacked and threatened the blows struck by the philosophers at fanaticism recoiled upon the christian faith transiently liable here below for human errors and faults over which it is destined to triumph in eternity End of chapter 54